Uh, boys, what do you say we start the show, uh, the Simple Minds Sports Show, with some opening takes? Bill, uh, I know that <clears> you're going <throat> to get this off your chest for most it's of the day. It's 5.45 this morning. So Jesus Christ. Why don't you uh, go ahead and give us your opening and take? I just want to give a shout-out to the greatest ownership in the history of the Boston Red Sox. Fuck John Henry. Fuck Tom Warner. Fuck Sean Kennedy. Fuck Alex Cora. Fuck this Red Sox team. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of this shit. You, you just traded away a fucking a rising player. I know you don't I mean 30 and a 90 guy and got back a guy that can't play. Jackie Bradley cannot fucking play. And you're taking on nine and a half million, basically up to t- almost $20 million to basically you're buying prospects right now. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I hate Jackie Bradley. He can't play. You brought your paying nine and a half million guys, nine and a half million dollars for a guy that's going to hit 163 for you. And he, he couldn't hit right-handed pitching last year. He was benched. It's disgusting. You gave away a guy. You could have packaged Renfro and moved him for something a lot more, better than the bag of smashed assholes and some two prospects that you got to hope are going to hit. It's just disappointing, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of them not looking like they're spending and trying to build like Tampa is. It's not going to work. I don't like it. Just stacking prospects. Go spend some fucking money. I'm tired of this shit. He's uh, so angry. He's I'm so, angry. so fucking angry. <laughs> Very angry. Dude, you um, just repeated yourself. You gave away fucking Ben Attendee last year for what? Frenchy Cordero? What happened to him? He's not even on your 40 man fucking roster. Made the ALCS two games away from the World Series. When I sent that text this morning, you no, know, won the World Series. That I was, uh, <laughs> that I was um, a little bit more in favor of what the Reds, I thought, uh, I was a little more in favor of what the Red Sox were doing. I looked. I looked around for the red dot. Day. For half of the day, I had my head in a swivel, seeing <laughs> if Bill was going to shoot my face off. I was sleeping, and I woke up to that, and then I'm like, <laughs> "Are you what?" Well, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly get to it. I'll go next. I, I'll go with a more of a positive take that Bill will also not like. So this should be a nice Billy Bad words. He's also drinking the old school canteen vodka drink, so it's going to be a good night. Uh, here's my take. Jason Tatum is not completely infuriating me when I watch him play basketball anymore. That's what are you not watching? Are you That's, watching the games? I think I, I think you're not watching the game. Jason mm. Tatum just set his career record for rebounds after the game before setting a career record for assists while the Celtics are winning basketball games against your top teams in the East there, Ray, your ookie cookie top four teams in the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> just got beat <laughs> by my Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum. <laughs> Uh, having more rounding his game more into a full, full type of game. So uh, I have so many cooking gifts I was looking at last night. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, Ray and I have a bet that I think the Celtics will finish in the top four. He believes they'll finish outside the top four, and the loser, I guess, has to eat a ookie cookie. I don't think that was ever uh, truly shaken on, but that it's was Bill. Bill just threw it in there. We're just we're so enraged rolling with, with it. Agreed with it. Yeah, we're rolling with it. Yeah. Um, it works. I, I have more on this that I'll certainly get to, but that's my opening take. And uh, again, you know, understand where we're coming from, where we are. I'm not saying he's playing terrific. I'm not saying he's a superstar. Like Bill said, I'm saying he's not completely infuriating to watch right now. Take it back. That's what I'm saying. Ray, your opening take. Uh, thank you. This is not going to be sports related, but <clears throat> as I came home from a busy day at work, took a few edibles, went with the, fa- <laughs> went with the family. Busy to get a day at work. 
Sure. Yeah. Get the Christmas tree. We came home, decorated, and we started watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And it just dawned on me how Clark Griswold is so relatable, you know, doing all these things for your family that is very ungrateful, like going to get the goddamn tree, hanging Christmas lights, almost dying, falling off the roof. And then we all have our cousin Eddie, who is once again Bill Gately, because if you listen to one of our previous shows, movie characters that remind us of Bill, cousin Eddie was in our top three, I believe. And every time he said something in that movie, I'm like, that's fucking Bill. You know what though? You know what about National Lampoon? God damn it, Bill! Either get off the mic or turn your mic. You sound like a muffled cunt. Sorry. Do you know what the difference is? Oh wait, wait, wait! You still sound like a cunt. Whatever. The difference is, right? At least his wife loved Clark Griswold. I can't talk right now. Kelly hates you. Thank you, Bill. Finish that strong. (laughs) Uh, Can't talk right now, but your wife hates you. Yeah, no. Clark Griswold is the most relatable man in uh, in America. Oh God! But you, when you're young, you just watch and you're just like, oh yeah, it's just fun, funny parts. But now that I'm in my mid thirties, it's like, oh God damn, he's so relatable. I, I, I was get, also on I the, get it. I was also like three stories up on a ladder putting out Christmas lights for some ungodly reason. It was dark. Oh, she fell. And um, my <laughs> my wife is just standing down there, asked some fucking question. I was like. Do you need you need me to answer this question right now? now? Do you yeah. see what I have going on? Like stringing a light forty feet up with a fucking yeah. hook. Like oh, I was I was dangling on, my belly. on one foot. I was on my belly, fucking hanging Christmas lights on my farmer's porch. Because were you rolling? Just, no, I, I started to at one point, but I had to put like a twinkie how down. Do you to look, brace how do you lay myself? on that belly and just not roll? Like <laughs> suck it in, baby. <laughs> you lost Bill. What is <laughs> your fat? <laughs> God, uh, well, thanks, uh, I didn't get the punchline. We can certainly do some Christmas talk. We'll absolutely be starting the show off with the Red Sox offseason. The MLB hot stove is over. It is now lockout season for Major League Baseball. We'll be touching on that. Uh, not mentioned in the opening headlines. Hey, big football game this weekend, uh, or I guess next week. We should say Monday Night Football, Bills, Patriots. Uh, again, touch back on the uh, on the Celtics surviving Philadelphia in my uh, lack of hate for Jason Tatum right now, and a little Raymond with the Revs after uh, uh, I think there was a playoff game uh, this week. So I we see can, it in the email. We can touch on that. Hey, Rich, uh, don't forget to mix in the simple mind of the week. Didn't oh, there'll the be a simplest mind of the week as well. A couple candidates for that one, so we'll touch on that. And as always, headlines with the obvious one will be tucked in there too. Big show. We'll try to squeeze it all in in a timely manner. Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday headlines, December 3rd. Nailed it. New moon tomorrow night. Uh, welcome to the show. Also, happy Hanukkah. Uh-huh. If, you, if you're listening on the podcast, please <laughs> subscribe, rate, review. Uh, absolutely share it with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, please do the same. And we're, uh, we apologize for our appearances. It's not your camera. It's nothing we can do about it. Uh, but again, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. And as always, we are brought to you by White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire. Ray address, please. Or 60 Amherst Street. Nashville, New Hampshire. Get on down to the brewery. Get yourself a uh, flight. Get yourself a pint. Good beer drinking season. It's getting cold up there. The snow is coming down. That's a Get song. a hat for your friends. <laughs> Christmas time. Ray's rolling off his, off his uh, fucking farmer's porch like a beach ball. Uh, <laughs> if you can't get to the brewery. Do you ever see the, the video when the bulldog fell down the hill? He likes to roll down the hill. That's exactly what Ray looks like. You can't get to the brewery, get your local beer store, wherever you get it. Tell them the Civil Minds boys sent you white birch 
brewing. Uh, all right, Bill. Looking the Red for Sox it now. Are sifting through. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. <laughs> garbage. Uh, let me just lay out what they've done, what they uh, potentially could do, and we'll go from there. Um, of course, and <laughs> Bill's opening take. Uh, somewhat laid out the uh, latest deal, the deadline deal, if you would, as the MLB owners locked out the players at midnight on Wednesday. The Red Sox snuck in a deal. <laughs> so Hunter bad, Red- dude. I'm trying to take the opposite side of this to have a, a, a good show, but it's getting harder you and can't. harder the more I you talk can't. about it. The Red Sox are trading Hunter Renfro. Uh, for Jackie Bradley Jr. and two prospects, one of which landing about 16th in your uh, Red Sox farm system right now. Last year, Jackie Bradley Jr. hit 163. <laughs> he has, uh, this year coming up, will be paid $9.5 million. He has a uh, mutual option, team mutual option for next year for $12 million and $8 million buyout. Hunter Renfro was $7.5 million. Let's just stick on this before we get into the other moves here, because I know, Bill, you're hot and heavy on it. Let me just give you a little bit of uh, language on these two prospects that you paid for. Basically, like we talked in our checks chain today, paid $8 million for. And Heim Bloom basically came out and said it. He said, I basically went out and bought uh, two prospects. And we can hash this out a little bit more. But uh, let me just give you a little bit on these prospects, because I think that's important for this deal. Um, So this is out of a couple of scouts across Major League Baseball. Quote, I mostly heard good things about Benellis. That's the corner infielder, uh, power hitting corner infielder and Hamilton, the uh, the other prospect they got, a speedy shortstop who has a knack for getting on base. On um, Benellis, one source said he has plus power, but there's a lot of work to do defensively. And on Hamilton, one evaluator said his control of the strike zone is really incredible. Uh, so those are the two guys you got back in addition to Drackey Bradley Jr. for Hunter Renfro. Bill, I got your take. Let me just give you yours to push back a little bit. I don't hate it. Basically, what you're doing is you're swapping out Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. I get it. JBJ sucks. It was hard to listen to the Red Sox brass tell us how fucking awesome this guy was for eight years, the last three of which we expected him to get dealt. But he's not going to hit 163. That's an aberration. So people are going a little bit overboard saying that. He's a 239 hitter. He's a 239 hitter in Fenway. And that's where he's going back to. He's a, he'll hit two thir- He'll hit 240. 16 home runs and 65 RBIs. That's the guy he has always been. 240? That's the guy he's always been. Oh, The last time he was in Boston, you. he was better than that. The last time in he was in Boston. 60 games. Fuck off. He can't play. He can't play. You move from the American what League East. He can't play. He said one, he had one atrocious season the first time he left Boston. What do you mean he can't play? He Is sucks. It- he can't fucking play. Do you want me to spell it out? Can't. Yeah, I keep hearing you say that. What part of him can't play? play? He can't uh, hit. You're paying nine and a half, twelve million dollars. He's twelve million dollars this year, plus an eight million dollar buyout. You're paying twenty million dollars for a bench guy. It looks better if you could bring Schwarber back and maybe play him in the outfield. That looks better. But again, two things. I keep hearing from you guys. You're the Boston Red Sox. Go spend some money. Who gives a fuck about the money? Who gives a fuck if you're if you're if I give a fuck when you're. I give a fuck. I give a fuck when you're three, maybe four pieces away from going to from winning a World Series based off the what you did last year. Realistically, so then it's not. So a, hold on, a Bill, starter, let me finish because it's a bullpen not guy in a bat. Because Hunter Renfro was going to make seven and a half. So the and he's making nine and a half this year. So the difference is actually two. So take your twenty and get the fuck out of here. They paid eight million dollars for the prospects. Get that. It doesn't matter. Money. They're still paying twenty million dollars to Jackie fucking. 
Bradley. Okay, so this Jr. is going to be your whole point. I'm going to mute you if you just keep saying the same shit over and over because you're not making any points. Jackie Bradley Jr. is one of the, it, say, however you want to frame it, he's still one of the best defensive players in the league. Put onus on that or not, you don't have to. I don't put a lot into it. Hunter Renfro was out in right field and didn't cost the Red Sox a whole lot of games. Cost him a couple. He had the most errors in fucking baseball, by the way. He was kind of a hack out there, and he was as streaky as Jackie Bradley Jr. He just hits for more power. Go look at the rest of his his career. He's a low average guy that hits for 26 to 30 home runs. That's what he was going to do. He's going to take a step down this year. I guarantee it. Jackie Bradley Jr. to Hunter Renfro is a drop-off. Sure, it's not as drastic a drop-off as people want to make it out to be, number one. Number two, there's two things I think people are getting mad about. Three. The first one is the name. People are sick of Jackie Bradley Jr. I agree with you. It, sound, it feels like a step back. It feels like you're taking a step back with the Red Sox. Number two is the way that Heim Bloom and baseball is approaching the game, which is, is making me so angry, which is just not the way we want to see it being played. That's that's the other thing. I forget the third thing. Those are the two things that you're mad about. It's not the actual deal. It's not the actual deal. You're like there's, there's the marginal difference of what this is going to be, what Renfro will give you compared to JBJ and what the money is, is minuscule. You're it, just it, mad about the name and you're mad that they haven't spent money on someone else yet. Mm-hmm. If you're moving to Hunter Renfro again, he just had one of uh, almost a career year, 30 home runs, batted 260, hit 96 RBIs. You, the return for Hunter Renfro could have been an impact player for this year. Jackie Bradley at nine and a half million dollars of real money is not a fucking impact player this year. The biggest reason, you know, I, I heard the, the definitely a rumor that it was Corden like him and wanted him gone. And that was, you know what I mean? That was a so big what? thing. He's so good. He's your manager. You should have, which I'm say. fine, dude. It's I've fine. said he trade Hunter sucked in the playoffs. He was atrocious historic as bad as Jackie Bradley was in the regular season. That's how bad Hunter Renfro was in the postseason for you. He fucking Can I ask you sucked. a question? So based off the season he had last year, I know throw the postseason out. So Anthony Rizzo went for prospects, right? And then this guy goes for Jackie Bradley. What would you rather have? Wouldn't you rather go for more prospects? If they were, you got prospects, are you forgetting the not two the, prospects you got in this deal? I want an impact. I want an impact prospect, not guys that just fill fill fucking triple A and double I mean, A rosters. Name me the it's name not, me the prospect that went to the Yankees that went to the Cubs for Anthony Rizzo. I for, I don't. Yeah, remember. exactly. Where's where's his fucking impact? My point is, I don't. I'm not head over heels for this deal. I think the Red Sox. I don't know if you lost. I don't know if the Brewers won. Like, is Hunter Renfro the big fucking prize? Is he a big fish? People are going it's not after. Just the f- it's just not. the fact of re- the return. That's what it is. It's Jack. You're getting Jackie Bradley back. That's the thing. You know what he hit against right-handed pitching, which he's a lefty, which is to be a specialty. You know what he hit against right-handed pitching last year? Sixty, I think. One sixty-one. So that. So it, what is it? He batted better left hand against left-handed pitching. It's pathetic. They benched him. He had what three hundred and fifty-four bet four bets. Again, I, I, if the, Fine, if the, well, hold on, hold on. If the luxury tax goes up, which is rumored to go up, and we're going to get to it later, but if it goes up, oh yeah, sure. But if where you see the guys the contracts are going out that are impact players now, it's like you're you're trying to build for twenty three and twenty four when you're two to three pieces away from winning a World Series this year, this year. And I'm sorry, Marcus Stroman go to the fucking Cubs on three for right, three we'll years. Get to it. I just want to stick on this one deal first. And it's like, oh. if Jackie Bradley Jr. sucks, then fine. Give him the Rusny Castillo treatment and go and you waste $9 million. Who gives a shit? Again, you're the Red Sox, right? I don't know. Yeah, but you're the Red Sox and you're saying $9 million, but 
usually like in years past, it'd be the Yankees, the Red Sox, maybe the Dodgers all vying for the top free agents because we have the most money to spend. We haven't spent money in what this is the third season coming up right now that we haven't spent any real money in getting a big free agent star. This no, this is it's the Tampa Bay Rays DNA right now. That's what we're doing. We're going bargain. Tampa Bay Rays were just in the fucking World Series. Yeah, but that's not what, what we're used to what... with the big no, no name players. Can I hold on? Do you know where Chain Blue, uh, Hein Blue came from before he worked in Tampa? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. No, do you know where he worked before that? Uh, was it Detroit? Fangraphs. Oh, the webs. The website. Oh, you know that's it. Well, either turn down your mic or get off your mic. This is again. This is the two things that you're mad about. You're mad about the way baseball is being managed and played. Oh, and I'm mad at you for yelling at me. Shut turn up. it up. Turn your mic up. Um, and you're mad that Jackie Bradley Jr. is now in a Red Sox. It's not about the actual mechanics of it all. And we've been bitching at this team that you the, the through all the success of the, of the John Henry era, the four World Series, we still don't like this ownership group because it's too up and down. It never feels like there's a concrete building block. We always complain about that. And now you have a guy that is that has two games brought away from the World Series is also taking your farm system from 24 to top 10 and is continuing to build your farm system while putting out a, a product on the field. And we want to fucking yell at him because Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to get paid $9 million and he sucks. Yes, I don't I, do. I don't agree with this. And they are not not spending money. They spend right up to the luxury tax, which every other team in baseball did except for the Dodgers. No one went above the tax because they knew the CBA was coming down and they wanted to stay out of the tax. I don't even necessarily fault them for that. It's very easy to get on John Henry for not spending money because he just bought the fucking penguins. I get that. And if that continues, I'll rip them for it. But right now, this offseason is not over. They've been locked out. We have to wait until see what they have to do after this. We'll get into the stupid fucking deals they've made up until this point. If this is where it ends, then yeah. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about money they've spent this offseason. Come on. Let's see what they've spent money fucking on. James Paxton at $10 million this year. Come on. The idea that, um, that the Red Sox I fucking hate this team are not spending money is wrong. You just don't like the way they're spending money. They are still spending money. They've spent money every single year. John Henry has owned the team. You're just not liking the way they spend their money because you didn't get the big flashy guys. Richard, so if I have $300 million in my pocket pocket, I am not going to a Walmart, a target or a fucking dollar store. Okay. If I have the luxury to sign the biggest fucking guys on the goddamn market that would bring you a World Series now without hurting your building capability through the prospects in the game now. Okay. You, Hunter Renfro was worth more to a, a team with don't, the lever. I'm telling you. I'm with you, you on this a little bit, Bill, but don't base your argument on fucking Hunter Renfro. No, uh, I'm not basing on it on him, but I'm basing it on the fact that you could have got more. If You, you could have got more in a trade to get an impact player this year that will help you win a fucking World Series. Oh, I and that's what it is. That. He's a 29-year-old strikeout home run hitter. What do you think you're he's getting 20, He's 27. Try again. I don't think that's true. Either way, <clears throat> let's go. Let's go through the laughable contracts that the Red Sox have made on the actual free agency market uh, this year. Uh, the uh, we'll go. I don't know whatever the order is uh, on their pitching staff. Here's the, how they've upgraded their pitching staff. Forty-two-year-old Rich Hill uh, gets a one-year, five million dollar contract. Um, who, by the way, has been pretty good his entire career. Bill hates him. 32 games pitched last season, 3.85 ERA, 148 strikeouts, and a 7-8 and eight record split Schwarber's between the Mets and the Rays. Are you guys going to mumble back and forth to each other? It's going to be one of those fucking shows? No, sir. Mm-hmm. We're sign language. 
languaging. What is it? I'll come over. Let's do some docking. Let's channel. Let's channel our our docking. You're right. Together. Hunter Renfro is 29 years old. There you go. Builders didn't want to apologize. Michael Waka is also on the team. One year, waka, seven waka, year waka, deal. Waka Waka Waka. waka. waka uh, last year flame. with the Rays, 29 games pitched, 5.05 ERA, three and five record, 121 strikeouts. James Paxton was also signed off of Tommy John surgery, uh, career 57, 33, 359. Last pitch with the Yankees uh, in night in 2019 at a uh, 3.2, 3.82 ERA, 15, year, Rich. 15 and six with 186 strikeouts. Uh, also signed was Rob Ref Snyder on a minor league deal and Christian Stewart on a minor league deal. That was your offseason uh, for the Boston Red Sox. Go ahead, Bill. Rip them. Here's your, well, let me wait. I'll give you some more. Here's your uh, arbitration eligible players. Kevin Plowecki was signed. Hunter Renfro was traded. Ryan Brazier was signed. Fuck that. Rafi Devers is going to go to arbitration. Nick Pavetta, Franchi Cordero, Verdugo, Arroyo, and Taylor have yet to be signed. They are scheduled for arbitration if the lockout ends. And I'll just give you the big players that were signed in free agency and then let Bill continue to rip this team. Corey Seager signed a 10-year, $325 million deal with the Rangers. The Rangers nope. also signed Marcus Semyon for seven years, $175 million. Seven years, $175 million. Robbie Ray was signed by the Mariners, five years, $115 million, him and his two pitches. Max Scherzer, in his old bones, dead arm, was signed for three years, $130 million by the Mets. Kevin Gossman, five-year, $110 million from the Blue Jays. Marcus Stroman, three years, $71 million by the Cubs. And Sterling Marte, four years, $78 million by the Mets. Marcus Stroman, they should have been in on. Any of those other guys, I'm okay passing on. Go ahead. Mark, I would, I would like Marte. I like Marte a lot. He's got a lot of good speed. He's a good outfielder. How old is like he? 38, 37, 39? Uh, he's right around that 29, 30, age 31, somewhere around there. I mean, four-year deals at 78 is not terrible. There's a couple Martes in the league. He's not. Go he's ahead. Not, he's not that old, anyways. But the Marcus Stroman one frustrates me. Is he that old? Yeah. Oh Jesus, I'm off today. <laughs> How old is he, Raymond? Thirty-three. Okay. Four years at thirty-three. I mean, that's the going rate for a good outfielder. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I mean, I think the Stroman deal is the one I I, I don't like. The most. I mean, you're talking. It's about twenty three four a year, twenty three two mil a year. I mean, I feel more comfortable paying Marcus Stroman than I I feel comfortable paying uh, Nathan Avaldi. Truthfully, I I love Marcus Stroman. I think his stuff is nasty. I think Avaldi throws harder, but I, I I'm a bit a big fan. He's done it in this division for a long time. You know, outside of his little stint with the Mets, and twenty three million dollars for a guy like that. You know that that's a fucking shame that the, the Red Sox weren't in on it. I don't hate the the Rich Hill deal personally. I mean, honestly, thirty one he put thirty one starts, but he's always had blister problems. He's a two pitch pitcher. He pitched for the Mets last year. I mean, he now he's coming to the East with some big fucking lineups in the Yankees and the Blue Jays and even Toronto. They have some good lineups in the East. And then um, James Paxton, I actually love James Paxton, but again, the deal I'd like him more if he wasn't hurt. You know, he had Tommy John, I believe, in April, so he's not going to be ready for, you know, July, August. It's another Chris Sale situation here that we're kind of looking at and hoping he's a, kind of the savior long term. But it, the thing it, the, you have the, to hold on. No, no, hold on. No, I know where you're going to go. The, the two option years for 23 and 24, 
uh, kind of makes that deal good because if he comes back, I mean, but again, there's a lot of questions with the second Tommy John, but if he, if you hit on the, the option years and he does, I mean, I always used to really like him in Seattle. I mean, he, he's a good left-hander. So, I mean, he gets back the form. I mean, that's a bargain. Out. I think it's 13 million. What's it? 35 million total for three years. I think <clears> if, if you pick up yeah, the two his option years are 13 there, each, so it makes, it makes sense to try to build long-term, but you know, it's another Garrett Richards special right here. And, How'd that work out? Oh, I disagree. See, this is where I disagree. I don't think James Paxson is Garrett Richards. Paxson no, he's is, better. But he's had a lot of injury. He's had a lot of injury problems. He's got injury lately. problems, and the Red Sox, Red Sox have all the outs, right? So they're taking a risk on that. Uh, certainly, they're they're looking at, at Rich Hill as a guy that can be a three, four, five-inning guy when you need him. Look, I don't have – I really don't have a problem with what they're doing, and this is the caveat I'll put on this, right? They have that this can't be it, right? So you are the Boston Red Sox. You do have money. You can spend money. There are still some um, uh, free agents out there. The biggest being Carlos Correa, uh, Chris Bryant. We talked about in a text chain today. Trevor Stor- Story, um, oh, Nick Trevor Story. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber, of course, Rizzo, Jorge Solar. This was not a big offseason for pitchers and free agent pitchers. It doesn't feel like and look like Heimblum is going to be of the mind to go give um, old to older pitchers big money. And I'm kind of with them on that. This The Red Sox had this fucking ideology when they let John Lester go and they broke it with David Price and yes, no. uh, they broke it with Chris Sale and Either one have kind of worked out. So, and yeah, they're going with the Tampa Bay Rays method. If that produces the pitching that Tampa Bay has produced over the last decade, I will sign off on that shit. You know where I stand on building a team in baseball, Bill. I know, but young, they don't have the pitching in the young. They don't have the not young yet, pitching in the town. They have they're 40 middle offense. infielders. They have 40 fucking middle infield prospects. You have to think that they are building for a chance to ID a guy and flip them and go get some pitching. And their minor league pitching is not terrible it's not great I disagree no one, what do you think they're gonna do though what do you think you're gonna do they're gonna go get a uh established star for pitching or are they gonna go and hope that they strike out with some kid that no one's heard of before and put them in their farm league and shit like that no truthfully i think what's gonna happen if they're really going that tampa model is they're gonna trade them before those contracts up i, I think it's a it's a shame that before you know Devers is about to make 15, 20 million dollars in our arbitration. He's 25 years old. I feel 100% comfortable offering him a 10 year, $325 million contract at 25 years old. Uh, Tatis's money, any of these contracts, Devers is the guy. He's a top 10 player in this league at 25 years old. You can move him the first base, you can move him to DH if you have to, but his bat right now is incredible. And it's a shame that that's where the money should have been spent. I knew they weren't going to really spend money in the offseason on those big name targets. Again, Strowman was the guy I kind of wanted. Robbie Ray, I could have dealt with not at his price. You know, I said Strowman, and then you do, you got to pay the money for Devers, and they couldn't get it done. And it, I just think if they're stocking those middle infield pro- prospects, I mean, you have Bogarts and Devers coming up, and they both can get out in the next three years, I believe. So I Bogarts mean, is up. Bogarts is up next year, and um, yeah, Devers, Devers is two years after two that. Two more years of arbitration. Can I say something real quick? If they go past this, they won't sign them. Go ahead. Uh, Fenway Group, I bring it all back to the Bills opening take about this ownership group because obviously they own Liverpool as well. Uh, one of the top players in Premier League is Salah, and he's 29 years old. And just like Mookie Betts, they're going to let him walk because they don't want to pay these guys. So if you even look at Liverpool, what they're doing over there, all their top players, all their young players, they're not signing. They're letting them walk. So they're doing the same thing like they are over here. They're just trying to get 
back down to below the luxury tax, save as much money as humanly possible. And then if their big stars are walking, they're not paying them and they're hoping that they can still put a good product on the field. You know what they're doing? They're diversifying their portfolio by, and then they're buying the penguins to cover the fuck they're spending to cover the losses for these teams. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe Uh, I just, I'm not going to give them a grade yet when it's not over. Look, if they let Devers walk, I'll I'll rip them for it. I what if they, they let Devers sh- and Xander walk? Then I'll rip them more me. for it. Then I'll rip well, them I'm more just saying, will that be like the final straw for both of you being like, what the fuck's wrong with this team? Yeah, unless the mayor kid and Cassius and these guys can really play and they go out and, pr- and produce in the playoffs. Look, results are everything, right? So yeah. it's hard to argue with their model. I ripped them as hard as anybody for not doing anything at the deadline. And I think rightfully so they still got two games away from the world series, but that's, that's baseball. That's the Tampa Bay model versus someone else. You have to be able to combine them. The Red Sox, I think are in a really fucking great opportunity. If Heim Bloom can learn how to play at the big boy level, in addition to everything he does at the little boy level, if he can go, (laughs) sounded weird. If he can go and ID raise level, Get it? <laughs> he can Wrestling. go and ID a free agent or a trade prospect that makes big money that fills that hole that you need helping at the big lead impact uh, uh, spot, Bill. In addition to a really strong group of young kids coming up, then that's your that's your perfect scenario as a Boston Red Sox. And you know we're we're Felger and Mads guys. Tony Mads has been saying this for years. The Red Sox should be able to do both, and they should be able to do do both successfully and continually be. Um, and in, that's what I'm saying. The <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they could have. You're not because what are you mad at then? They got two prospects and they and they flip flop some outfielders that are marginally different and they have better prospects for the future and they paid for them. And you're the Red Sox. You can. They're two games away from the fucking World Series last year. Honestly, what do you really have to bitch about? Unless they go into next year with Rich Hill as their number three fucking starter. If they don't address um, some short relief help in the bullpen and a little bit and something a little bit more steady uh, in that, in that pitching rotation, which time bloom has come out and said, that's what I would like to do. This is it. I don't know what to be mad at with the Red Sox. They're going to bring Hansel, Hansel and Gretel back. They're going to bring those other trash bags that came up with this team. (laughs) But let us to remind ourselves. I was the positive one last year and you two fucking shit on them just as you're doing now. And I got the braids. So come March, fucking crow. So come March, you're going to be eating crow when they don't do anything and address the pitching needs, and then you can be sucking our balls. It well, looks like I whenever can... you talk, Raymond, your words don't match up to your mouth. <laughs> well, then I can say that I think that they underachieved in the offseason. I will look at their team as it is against the competition and give you a thought on what I think they'll do that season, which I think will probably still be pretty good because they got pretty good fucking players on the team. And they were pretty good this year. Need a let us remind ourselves that Chris sale is still on this lineup a two years out of Tommy John where these guys are generally stronger and better and he's getting paid $30 million. So he should be pretty good as well. We kind of forget that Chris sale is still on the team. Um, that was heated. That was heated. That was a good heated, heated exchange. Any, we want any more final words there, Bill, as we move on. No, I just hope it leads to other things. If it, if this is it, I'm annoyed. You need another starter. Yeah, again, you, you're you're missing James Paxton. You need that three starter. I don't trust Rick Rich Hill as much coming over. He's 40 years old. How much can you trust a 40 year old pitcher? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Um, if I was Rich Hill, I'd be dying up Dr. Tom down in Rhode Island at Back to Basics LLC.com. Help him out with a little shoulder relief. 
uh, if he gets that old 40 year old dead arm, although he only has two pitches. So that's why he's been able to go so long. Doesn't less strain. Uh, but if he could go to back to basics, LLC.com, that's B a K the number two basics, LLC.com, uh, get himself some CBD remedy. Bill knows what he's all, all talking about. Old Billy Badwing over there. Uh, he's been using the, uh, what do you use? Or uh, in the past? It was a spray, like a topical spray. Yeah, Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom, you owe Bill, by the way. You said yeah, I'm, st- I'm still waiting. He's hard to find. He's in Studio uh, 2BA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, uh, was comatose is his dog because it sucks. Yeah. 2BI, 2B and Arene. They got pet <laughs> products. They got uh, Rich Hill products and Billy Bad Wings. Whatever, whatever you need, go to backtobasicsllc.com, and every order you make, you get a free sample. It's a no-brainer. You get a personalized email from the doctor himself that'll help you out. Uh, moving with your remedies moving forward. So that's back to basics, B-A-K, the number two, basics, LLC.com. Uh, we're going to continue with a little bit of baseball talk, Ray, if you need a beer. Uh, the MLB owners have unanimously voted to lock out the players um, on uh, Wednesday, I think it was. Brief synopsis of what they're fighting over. Essentially, the players want to rehaul the entire arbitration system. They want to get paid sooner in their careers. Uh, they want the manipulation of service time to basically stop. Uh, and they want more money. They want the luxury tax to go up. The owners, from what I can understand, don't want the luxury tax to go up and want to make a couple minor changes. But the they biggest thing they down. want is... Yeah, they want it to go down. They want it to go to like 185. The players want it to go to 245. Right now it's 215 or something. 208. Um, I think the biggest ask for the owners is an extended play, extended playoffs, which if the players, I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't want that. It's just a negotiating ploy for them. Fuck all these fucking guys. Fuck them all. We did this during the pandemic. They're not arguing over anything of fucking substance. It's yeah, all money, 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 money. Money and anybody, I think the player control thing is the biggest thing the players want to fight because they want to be if you have enough service time they want to be a free agent by twenty by by age twenty nine and a half. Right now you're under the control for six years. They manipulate the fuck out of your contract, which I've bitched about for years, basically since we've started this, where they try to stretch it to seven years of total control. You know, some of these guys, if they're a late bloomer, you're getting another contract at 31, 32 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, the having the total control. They want to be younger. They have the service time. They want to be a free agent before they're 30. And I'm all for it. I'm I'm team player on this. And I've always been team player on this. Fight for what you fucking want. Get that shit. They want higher salaries for the middle, the middle ground, which... Yeah, I don't understand. The bigger guys don't give a fuck about it. But, I mean, at least, you know, these guys are coming up through the minors, living five guys, six guys in a one-bedroom apartment. MLB just now started giving them housing. So that's how much when they're in the minors getting paid. At least bump it up. I mean, you they tell you your first three years what you're making. And then you start to really go to arbitration. It's bullshit. They will, they're trying to fight with, like, the war now, wins above replacement or whatever the fuck it, it is. They start getting paid uh, based off that because the arbitration's all fucked up i'm pro i'm pro players on this one get get every dollar that you can get out of these fucking greedy ass owners get your money get your money girls ray do you have an opinion on this i think both are like you said they're fucking both because the players are greedy assholes who are making billions and billions of dollars and the players are one of the highest paid athletes in the country in america right now i mean look at some of these contracts max scherzer's contract that he just signed and he's at 38 years old. I mean, this is, it's just ridiculous. Baseball's getting out of hand. They need a hard cap and, you know, obviously make it so it's more fan appeasing. No way. No hard cap. Uh, I, I, no. 
you have to do a hard cap, and this is where the sticking point is, and this is why both these guys are here. Both they're not fighting here. for a, a hard cap. That's because though. nobody wants it because the people negotiating right. on the players' side are the wealthiest player, are the top five percent. It's like America. Top five percent of baseball own it, and they're not going to fight for a hard cap, which would get their younger players paid more because it would allow for a more diverse and um uh um. The parity across the league would be more if there was a hard cap. If you go, if you start paying players more when they're younger, the the Kansas City Royals can't put out a farm team on and compete. That's the whole. That's the whole argument from the owner's side of of the of the uh, of the equation. So, the players want it both ways. Look, they they want the they want to get paid younger, but they don't want the older guys to get paid less. So what? And they also won't give up a fucking thing on the field they don't they won't even negotiate for a dh which helps them in the national league because that's part of what the owners are giving them they're negotiating like a bunch of sissy boy pussies and pro they're player hypocrites here. and they're hypocrites pro player. Pro player. i agree with you in principle bill that that um the arbitration system does fuck over the younger players um Mostly. I mean, they're still guaranteed. They're still your contracts are still guaranteed, by the way. It's not football. You're, if you're getting paid 13 million, you get paid 13 million. Mm-hmm. So they're still guaranteed. No one's going poor here. The minor league system in baseball is shrinking. I don't want to hear about those guys who make 40 K and play baseball. Like I, I just, I think they're both hypocritical on both sides. I think they've completely lost touch of the entire game. No one's actually paying attention to what really needs to be done. And the whole arbitration system should have a rehaul, but the Max Scherzers of the world who just made $130 million won't give an inch on his salary for this kid coming up from Albuquerque to get help on his salary, even though he, that's what he's fighting for. So you got to give to get in negotiations. And to this point, I haven't seen the players do that at all. And to be fair, I haven't seen the owners do it either. So I don't know. I think they're all a bunch of fucking assholes. And they're only fighting about finances. They're not fighting about the game. Not a thing has been about changing the game and making it better. It's all about money. It's all about that cream. Terribly, all terribly about bills, y'all. Goddamn frustrating. Um, that was baseball talk with Billy Baseball. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll throw it over to uh, Dr. Big Mac for headlines with the obvious one. Thank you. Uh, Major League Baseball owners have voted to move the league into a lockout. Millionaires will be fighting with billionaires for the next several months over finances and not fundamental changes to a 100-year-old game that is dead to all of us. The Red Sox pulled off a late-night trade before the lockout deadline that sends Hunter Renfro to the Brewers for our old friend and Bill's favorite player, Jackie Bradley Jr., along with two prospects we'll never hear from ever, ever again. The Celtics outlasted the 76ers 88-87 last night. Jason Tatum led all scores with 26 points to go along with a career-high 16 rebounds. The Patriots take on the Bills in Monday Night Football in Buffalo and for control of the AFC lead division uh, is on the line. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Are we going football right now? Welcome back. You can just let him, yeah. We're going football right now. Yeah, must win. Who who's a must win for more Buffalo or the pay? Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, let a, thank you, Mister Obvious One. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the copy, read the fucking copy. Okay. Oh, we spent a lot of time in this, and I need you to read it as is. So please, just the second half of that last line on uh, the Patriots will be taking on the Bills in Buffalo on Monday Night Football with the AFC East division lead. 
I'm fat online. <laughs> Thank you. I thought I thought because I didn't put the uh, the space in there that it would trick you up, but uh, yeah, cut. maybe read it beforehand. <laughs> okay, Bill, we're going football right now. Patriots, Bills. Uh, the uh, Patriots are traveling to Buffalo on Monday night football. I have some Josh Allen questions. I have some stats for you. We're a little bit late on everything else, but you uh, interrupted the intro to this uh, segment with a must win. So why don't you kick us off? Must win for who? Who's it a must win for more Patriots or Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo for yeah, sure. I think so too. And they also hold the division tiebreaker right now if you finish because that Miami loss. Yeah, no, it's absolutely Buffalo, whether it be tiebreaker or anything else. You've lost to the Texans. You've lost to the Jaguars. He scored six points against the Jags. Uh, you were supposed to run away with this division. You're supposed to have an MVP, a quarterback. After and 20 years, mind you, if, they're finally on top. If a rookie guess who's coming, baby? <laughs> comes in and beats you in your house, and you got to see him three weeks from then. Ooh, not good for Buffalo. Speaking of that quarterback, Raymond, Josh Allen, the eight-year, $285 million Josh Allen. Who is he? Is he the MVP that people are calling him or inconsistent middler? Who's Josh Allen to you? And I'm going to give you some statistics to, uh, to maybe sway my opinion. Uh, he has thrown an interception in his last four games. He's thrown two interceptions in three out of the last four games. There have only been four games this season where he hasn't thrown an interception. One of those, he fumbled the ball away. Six total fumbles this season. Two of them lost. Patriots are going to get a how many total. This. How many total picks do you have it off, off the top of your head? Uh, something like that. What's yeah. Mac got? Eight? Yeah. All right. I think it's Let's 25 check. touchdowns to 12 for Josh Allen. Right. Who's Josh Allen? He is a great game manager. I think that his coach gets should get more deserving credit because from Brian what uh, yeah, because he okay. is in his ear all the way up to the last uh, second he can be in his ear for the play clock. And he's basically dissecting did I say cock? Yeah, I probably did clock. No, Josh McDaniels does the same thing, but carry on. But I think that he he's a better game manager. He that's all it is. He's not a good quarterback. I think he is an average quarterback who's gotten very good help in Stefan Diggs. Now he's got Emmanuel Sanders, uh, great tight end in Knox. I think he's just got the town around him and the coaching around him that's made him the quarterback that he is. All right, question right now. Long-term, throw contracts out the window. Who you, who are you building a franchise around, Josh Allen or Mac Jones if you're the Patriots? Mac Jones? Do I get Belichick? Josh, Josh Allen. Josh, he hates him. He hates him. Bill Belichick hates him because he's trashed him. But like, if say right now, do hypothetically, I have Bel- am I starting this franchise with? Yeah, Belichick? with with Belichick. Mac Jones. I'm taking. I'm taking Josh Allen. Josh You're Allen on your game tonight, Bill. I've been saying this year. I've been saying this for years. Josh Allen's not as good as he looked, and this is not not because of. And Mac I, Jones is. I don't think he's ever been called a game manager, Ray. So kudos to you for yeah, bringing that game up. manager. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a good game manager. The guy's yeah, got an one. arm that can, you know, he's like Michael Vick in that old '90s Nerf commercial. He can throw it up. And he can run. I, I just, I think he's an excellent athlete. He's he had a good year last year as an actual quarterback. But I told you he was going to regress. Look at his first two years. He had a major jump 
in 2020. In 2019, he fucking sucked. They were looking at going into the draft to get another quarterback. He had a really good year last year with nobody in the stands, mind you. And the biggest thing I've said about Josh Allen since they've gotten to the playoffs, he will fuck up. When the time is right, he will fuck up. And last year, when they played the Colts in that division game, he fucked up. And if it was anybody other than Phillip Rivers on the other side of the ball, the Bills would have lost that game because Josh Allen fumbled it away again. So Josh Allen, incredible talent. He's got good players around him. He can beat you with his legs. He's got a good arm. I think his coaching does help him. All those things are true, Ray. But I think that he is too prone for mistakes to be considered a great quarterback at this point in his career. And I think that's a kind of a recipe for disaster if you're going to go up against him or, him or Joe Burrows. Oh, now you're talking Joe Burrows, baby. I'll take Burrows. I don't like Allen. I've never been an Allen fan. I'll take Burrows. I'm taking Allen. And you you want to talk about coaching. I mean, Brian Dayball learned his, you know, got his roots in the Patriots system. He's kind of bounced around with other Patriots coaches, including in Nick Saban in Alabama. And now he's up there in Buffalo. He's he's kind of fighting for a head coaching job. But imagine Josh Allen with Josh McDaniels. You know, I think that's a match made in heaven. I mean, I think a lot of Honestly, I think it's a match made in heaven. You know, he can throw it down. you know, you, I think you're gonna. Yeah. Makes I a think lot of mistakes, Bill. He makes a. So lot does of Mac O-head. Jones. So no, does Mac. Jones. Rookie. He's a rookie, though. Mac Jones does not make those mistakes that that Josh Allen does. I guarantee you, Josh Allen Lateral gets sacked to bring him out of field goal range it, next, this game, this week. He does it every fucking right, week. You, you t- he does it every fucking week. I I just, I'm not a big uh, Josh Allen fan, but I I bring it up because I think that's going to be the key to the game. Because as big of a not a fan of Ia, I think that he does have the skill set that sometimes trips up Belichick's defense. He can run when the play breaks down and he can throw when the play breaks down. So if he can scramble out of Judon's grasp and run, roll to his right and throw it 60 yards to the other side of the field, I can anticipate a play like that coming up. I can see him running for a third and 17 or something like that to keep a drive going on. So those are things that, you know, I'm sure Belichick is certainly coaching up, but things that have burnt them in the past. Um, Oh yeah, who it, it, in that same vein, out of these guys, and who do you think beats the Patriots if they lose on offense for the Bills? Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, the tight end, or Josh Allen running the ball? I think your, da- Dawson Knox Dawson right Knox. now because D- Duggard's out. I think that you have two. I think Diggs is going to be a threat. He torched J.C. Jackson last year, torched him. I, but I think the Duggar with the COVID is a big, big issue because Dawson Knox is uh, first in the NFL and touchdown passes are tied with Hunter Renfro. So, I mean, that he's a big target, Josh, uh, Josh Allen. He had two touchdowns against uh, New Orleans last week. So, I mean, that you could, it all starts with him. I mean, he's an athletic tight end. Raymond? Yeah, I was. I, Bill took my thunder because I agree. I think uh, with Duggar out, you know, that uh, tight end is going to be very wide open because who's going to be replacing Duggar? Bill? Probably Adrian Phillips, maybe. Harvey Lange, Jamie Collins came back in practice. They're probably both playing, but it probably would have to be Adrian Phillips would be my guess unless you're putting JoJo on Williams in and, and, and throwing him up there. Yeah. Cole, no teeth. Yeah, Beasley. Love Beasley. He's yeah, they, they 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 struggle because Jay uh, Jonathan Jones is out. You lost Jonathan Jones, was, was he's probably top five six slot corner in the NFL, and you lost him for uh, what shoulder injury or whatever knee injury. Yeah, I think it was his shoulder. 
I just see, I mean, Stefan Diggs burnt them last year. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first game after um, Stefan Gilmore went out and they were still playing a lot of man. We know JC Jackson is not at his best in man on one-on-one man coverage. I can see him bracketing Stefan Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders has lost the step. Um, tight ends haven't beat them badly this season. The, the Duggar injury hurts for sure. If he or COVID, if he can't play, then it hurts. I just, you know, there's not a lot of matchup for Cole Beasley and he's third, fourth option. So I can see him picking up some. Third he's always, and if you look at him in his Buffalo Patriots versus Patriots games, he's actually done good. 80, 90 yeah. yards a game over a hundred yards. They've always struggled. Dude, Wes Welker became a Patriot because they struggled stopping the slot receivers that right. just sat underneath that were perfect for Brady. Uh, all right, let's run through uh, some of the strengths of each team here. Bills defense, Patriots defense are basically one, two in the league. Uh, Bills defense is allowing 96.6 rush yards per game. That's good for sixth in the NFL. 178 and a half passing yards, good for second, and 15.8 points, good for second in the NFL. Patriots defense is first in points allowed at 14.8, third in passing yards allowed at 200.9. They have the edge in sacks. Uh, interceptions, forced fumbles, and pass deflections. Uh, Offensive lines, pro football focus has the Patriots with the third best offensive line in football right now in the Bills 13th. All to say, I think it's going to be a low-scoring close game, which we haven't seen from the Patriots in a while. It'll be interesting to see how they react. Before you guys go, let me just give you the rundown here. The old who's who gets the check mark in the column. I've given you mine in the email, but you tell me. Let's start with coach. Who is the better coaching plan uh, of the Bills and Patriots? Raymond? Patriots. Patriots. Clean sweep. Quarterback. Who are you taking? Buffalo. Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. Clean sweep. Build it. <laughs> right. Come on. Take Mac Jones just for a little bit of uh... Mac Jones. <laughs> we talked about that one, idiot. Convenient. <laughs> Pass catchers, uh, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, everyone's who gets in your pass. Who do you give the edge to, Bills or Patriots? Bills. Patriots. Patriots. Yep. You like uh, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar? And I think Hunter, Hunter Henry's going to have a – yeah, I think he's going to have a good game, you know, in the red zone after that uh, miscue last week. So, yeah, I think uh, Hunter Henry's going to bounce back. And I think John Smith, they're trying to get him involved even more. So, I, I think it's going to be a, a big game for our wide receiving core. Give me Diggs. Give me Beasley. I'll take the corpse of Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's better than, you know, your third option on the Patriots. And then Dawson Knox is, you know, again, he's, he's a huge red zone threat. And Josh Allen very rarely misses him in those red zone um, targets that you would just Was that uh, a slight dig with. at Mac? Yes, it was, sir. <laughs> <laughs> It was closer than I thought in my mind. I think Stefan Diggs uh, makes it, you know, makes the separation. He's fucking, he's good. You, I think he's going to have a bad game because the Patriots. And he's been good with game. some bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. With Minnesota, he was great. Uh, the running game, Bills or Patriots? Patriots. Uh, Patriots. Clearly. Uh, run defense. Buffalo. Buffalo, just based off what we saw last week. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots run defense does does not. And honestly, and honestly, I think game plan is you know, they're going to let uh, Buffalo kind of run on them, long drives, kind of keep. You know what I mean? I I, I just it just they has that it just has that feel of that game because they're going to try to contain. I mentioned it what Monday that I, I think they're going to try to contain Josh Allen. They're going to rush for. They're going to jump a bunch of like bunch of guys back in coverage to stop stop Josh Allen, keep him in the pocket, kind of stop him keep from running and let the Buffalo Bills run all over him. So I agree. 
Patriots pass defense uh, or Bills pass defense? Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots because you just lost White. If White was in this game, I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm taking the Pats too. Uh, and special teams, finally on the special teams. Who you got? Um, the Patriots, because I consider Nick Folk a special teamer. He's had 15 field goals. Thanks, yeah, Bill. he is the special teams. <laughs> well, I mean, the kickers... how many edibles you fucking do on the ride home, Bill? A lot. <laughs> that's four. That's a cumulative four to three win in the Patriots' favor. So let's go on to predictions of this game. What do you expect to see, Bill? Why don't you go first as your eyes close? I'm taking Buffalo. Ooh. Yeah, I just think it's a big road test for Mac. You know, he's undefeated on the road right now, but he hasn't faced anyone in, um, like the crowd in Buffalo. You know, those guys are degenerates throwing dildos on the field every year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple dildos fly on their field. They're finally back. It's the first Patriots-Buffalo game in two years with with um, fans in the stands. I, I, I expect... Uh, 27, 23, because I expect like four or five, maybe six Nick Folk field goals in a Mac Jones touchdown. Nice. That's my, some, and I, M- I, some MJ 10 dildos thrown on the field. Yeah. Chapter one dildos. <laughs> Raymond, uh, some predictions for the game. Patriots, Patriots and a runaway 35, 17. <laughs> That's it. That's where we'll leave it. Uh, this is What's yours. Yeah, it's close to uh, I can see a four point win out of Buffalo, similar to what you were thinking, Bill. But uh, no, I'll roll. I'll roll Pats. I'll say that their offense gets clicking. No Tredavious White. Uh, they can oh, get some Jesus. passing on them. And that Patriots defense will show up. That Patriots defense will show up and hold them to. Yeah, 21. I already got a spite pick coming out. 24, 21 Pats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be we'll close it up right after the break. Afternoon light. All right, uh, we're running late, so I'll just give you a quick Celtics segment, and you can boo me as I do it. Jason Tatum is winning me back. He's winning me back. Career high in rebounds against Philadelphia in 16. Career high in assists two games ago with 10. He's passing very well out of the double team. He's creating passes for other people. If anybody on this team could shoot, he'd have he'd be averaging 10 assists. He looks slightly better going to the rim. He's still kind of weak at the rim on layups. He needs to develop a back-to-the-basket game, similar to what LeBron did later in his career, so he can post up. He still bitches too much. That's a scouting report of Ray having sex with Kelly. (laughs) That's two Kelly jokes tonight. That's too many. Too, too many. Um, (laughs) And he needs a post-up game. And the team just needs shooters, and they still need to get rid of Marcus Smart, Raymond. Watching these games, he is kind of like... uh, um, you don't see much of him and he doesn't do much unless he's turning the ball over and making a good defensive play, which is basically what you want out of Marcus smart for not, not for 19 million. He can go, he can go. We we're seeing what it's like if Marcus smart is not a problem and he's just a very uh, replaceable guy. So I would, I would generally 25th start shopping that Marcus smart name, which surely they will. Um, Al Horford is the Embiid stopper, and I guess apparently so is Ennis Cantor. Embiid went three first. Sorry, Freedom, Mister Freedom, as we no, Ennis Cantor, Freedom. <laughs> I think he just wants to be called Mister Freedom. 
Mr. That's how you shall refer to him moving forward. Thank you for catching me. Uh, This team looks different, healthy. Rob Williams is a difference maker. And Jalen Brown uh, still looks hurt with the hamstring. Uh, I'll just go to Ray. Bill, I don't really want to hear any of your talk. You've been too negative tonight. This is too easy. I'm muting you. I'm I'm pre-muting you. Ray, uh, 30 seconds on the Celtics. Uh, Quickly, uh, this next five games, West Coast trip, this will be a – uh, yeah, so this is going to be a determining factor of that ookie ookie cookie that you're going to be eating later in the season because they're going to get stomped this West Coast trip. The best thing is is that Damian Lillard is not playing Saturday for Portland because of a uh, boo boo belly. So that's the only saving grace for the Celtics. Maybe they go one and four. But Rich knows all cool. about that. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Raymond, why don't you keep it up? End the show with uh, Raymond with the Revs. Billy on the pitch. Raymond <laughs> on the pitch. The best record in MLS. History in the regular seasons and Bruce Arena's team goes and shits the bed, produces their own fucking ookie cookie uh, at Gillette this week. Uh, your thoughts? Quickly, it was 1 1 uh, late and then goes an extra time 2 2, and they can't finish on penalty kick. Let me finish up. The Revs are uh, terrible. They're one of the worst franchises in MLS history. They can never come through and win. Bruce Arena's better be paid out of the uh, ass by the crabs. Uh, because of of but who cares at soccer? This has been the Civil Mind Sports Show, Friday headlines, December 3rd. Uh, we'll see you for early lines on Sunday where Bill will be pre shaving because he fucking blows. <laughs> see you. Bye bye. Bye-bye. We're going to do Simplest Mind of the Week. Oh, stick on the after show. We'll do the Simplest Mind of the Week. We went very late. We were talking like gentlemen while Ray was fingering his butthole. Welcome to the after show. Uh, Simplest Mind of the Week. Two nominees. I guess we can vote on them. The first one being... Bill, you know the uh, specifics on the high school, uh, on the, well, the names go, of the high school? Go, uh, go Olbermann first. Let me. Okay, uh, fine. We'll start with Keith Olbermann, who uh, made Twitter news fighting with Barstool after the tragic uh, school shooting in Michigan. Three students died. The story came four. out that a football, was it four now? Yeah. Uh, the story came out that a football player who was one of the students that um, died uh, risked his life and gave his life to try and disarm the, uh, the gunman. And Barstool wrote a piece on it. Uh, and uh, Keith Overman came over the top and said, basic, I forget what the tweet read. I should pull it up. But basically, uh, the mother of the gunman was touting Trump, uh, you know, yeah. violent Trump shit, just like Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports. That was the tweet. That was the fucking tweet. Like, he just took a shot at Barstool over For this no fucking reason. kid. Over the deaths of a kid four- that died, risked his life to save others, and he fucking has to bring that bullshit into it. Gave his life, Raymond, not risk. He gave his life. Well, gave you know life. whether whether what he's saying is even fucking true or not, which he doesn't back it up as he doesn't give any facts of of any of that. Um, just to just to take that moment in time and use that tragedy to take a shot at somebody you don't like, it's just. There's no like callous, dumb, uh, you know, tone deaf, evil. There's a lot of words for it, but fucking dumb is probably the one that that suits it. Simplest mind of the week. The other nominee, uh, Bill, go ahead, lay it out for us. I got it. So I'm going to take this all the way to a, a very forgettable state in the nation, Iowa. So we're going to talk Iowa. Called, what is it? Uh, high, Iowa. High okay. school. Iowa. That's how you say it, right? I didn't fuck I it know, up. I forgot what you said already. Oh, high school basketball. Get it? No. Get it? Forgettable state. Ah, good one. 
<laughs> you gotta explain the jokes too old. So anyway, Nevada High School defeated Carlisle Wildcats 72-47 to open the season during the handshake line. Um senior from Carter Senior, uh Car uh what the fuck is his name? Ty Dimmer punched him in the stomach and then punched him in the face and knocked him unconscious. Guy was arrested, charged with a felony. It's it, for me. That's just a that's really assault, simple to <laughs> salt in a handshake line. It's a bitch ass move. He's not expecting it. He's expecting a handshake. And not only that, you punch him in the stomach. If you haven't seen the video, go look it up. Punches him in the stomach, gets him leaned over and just cold cocks him right in the face. Stiff as a fucking board before he hit the ground. Just bitch. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and splice the video in here. We got it's clear as day um, for the circuit punch. Never, never a good thing. Sucker punches are for bitches. Yeah, However, Carter Penzoil, the combo, and not no, not enough people do this in fights. The gut punch first, and then the knockout blow needs to be moved. Needs to be used more because people don't expect it, and no one really has a good gut. So you know, unless you run into someone with a six pack, which is very rare, you're gonna get that person that or kicks straight to the balls. And then same thing. <laughs> and then they're defenseless. Ray, as our uh, um, as our resident uh, sports handshake line fighter, a lot of experience in this category. Your thoughts on uh, this simplest mind of the week nominee? You just see red. You don't know what the fuck's going on, and just instincts happen. And maybe that kid was a little cunt and fingered his butthole during the you know going up for a rebound. But I don't know. We need to know why he did it. I need to know why. Because we've that's I've true. If there is if there is a little bit of a backstory here, and that kid should have seen it coming, he should have had his guard up a little bit. I mean, he was the first guy in line. You know, yeah. you're, you're no, 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 no. There was a couple. Was, there was a couple guys that went because uh, no, the kid that got knocked out was first in line. Oh yeah, yeah. he was first in line. Yeah. But yeah, it was down the line because then the his no, I know, I know. I'm talking about the kid that got knocked out. He was he was leading the troops in the battle there. If he might have might have needed to have his guard up a little bit more. Yeah. I hope Always. so because I just like the I like the gut to to John knockout move. I think yeah, I actually love it. Move more, but if not, if it's just like a punch, yeah, that kid's a dumbass. All right, uh, you want to vote? You want to do a, a, a quick vote? Who's simpler? What mind is simpler? Keith Olbermann. Yeah, Keith Olbermann. I go Olbermann. What a fucking asshole. That's dickhead move. School shoot. That's like Alex Jones esque. Fuck yeah. Yeah, got a lot of mentions on the on the Twitter sphere. I texted you guys that too. Like I started rolling through. I've got off of Twitter, even for the show, and a lot of Instagram because I just get talk about seeing red. And I started rolling through some of that stuff, and it's like there's no no wonder why everyone hates everybody and each other. Because everyone's on that fucking app or some app uh-huh, trying just to get famous, screaming at each other about shit. Each other. It doesn't even make sense. It's mm. ugh, ooh, not going good places. Thank you, Irene, Richard, Cunt. Is that me? Is that me? <laughs> Do we see any more guns than you? Oh, sorry, your mother just walked behind me. I didn't know if you caught a glimpse of her. But that was her shadow. Ghost? I could you tell by the giant bush. It's not grooming day. <laughs> Ghost whores? <clears throat> that could be a show. That could be a show. I'd watch. You double-breasted there, Bill? Cold in the uh, Podcast B studio? <laughs> and this is why I wore to work today. Yeah, it's a nice little 
I like these little quarter zips. No, keep me warm. Really also shows off the t-shirt. It's not a t-shirt. It's a sweater. I have a t-shirt under that though. Triple, triple. <laughs> <laughs> always, always with Jesus. the t-shirt. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that somewhere <laughs> under those layers, right there is a uh, a, a beep beep beater. We're not allowed to call those what they are anymore. No, no I don't. Just, he doesn't I don't, wear that. I don't wear that. Ray, on the other hand, ah, that's well, what I said. Lift. Under under Ray's. All oh Ray's yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Today? Nothing gets over. Nothing gets over that microphone. Are you still uh, fully shaved from you know a year ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mother? No. What was that like growing back, Ray? I guess we could ask. Um, a little the, birth, the birthday girl, but what what was the uh, <laughs> what was the growth like after taint, after neck to taint? Itchy and uh, uh, scratchy. Uh, was painful. it rashy? Patch. You had a nice rash. Yeah, I had a rash for a while. It felt like a sunburn. So yeah, it was, it was pretty shitty. Pause now for the picture of Dark Side of the Fupa in your brain. Ooh. Still on my phone every time I uh, <laughs> I brush through some photos. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> then you immediately go run three miles. I can't let people look at my phone, uh, like take my phone and just look through. Not because, no. you know, bad texts or you know, side pieces or naked women. No, no, no. my <laughs> buddy fucking farts. <laughs> You're welcome. No, you, you can't look at my phone. Stupid. 